Yuma Paragimel Mishnah Vav 3.6. So a couple of Mishnahs ago, we had laid out the basic first stage of the warning activities for the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. In your mind, you can sort of divide it into a total of five stages um, throughout his whole avoda. And in each stage, he will alternate between wearing his, what they call Big Day Zahav, his gold investments, meaning the usual eight garments that the Kohen Gadol always wears, that you think of. When you think of a Kohen Gadol, that's what you think of, the Big Day Zahav. Don't the word Zahav throw you. There is some golden elements to it, like the tzitz, etc. But that's it's not gold. They're all multicolored, and each garment has its own rules. Um, and then he'll alternate between the Big Day Zahav and what are called Big Day Lavan, his white vestments. And those clothing essentially the same clothing that a Kohen Hediot, a regular Kohen, wears, meaning they comprise a katonas, like a, a shirt, I'll call it for lack of a better translation now, mechnasayim, those are kind of like um, boxer shorts, if you will, a mitznefet, which is like a turban, and an avnet, which is like a sash that goes around the katonas to make it like a robe. So he wears just those four garments um, for stages two and four of this five-stage process. In stage two, um, which is the main part of special of Yom Kippur, he wears those for the three essential parts that are peculiar to the day. That is to say, the the par, the bull, which is brought for the Kohen Gadol and his family, as well as the seir for Yom Kippur, slash it has an analog, of course, the Sierra Mishdalech, which the Kohen Gadol doesn't really do. You'll see about that. And then also, um, we have to he has to bring in to the Kaddish Kadashim this special incense offering, and that requires, again, his Big Day Lavan. So those are the three things he's doing with his Big Day Lavan. And then after that, he'll switch back into his Big Day Zahav, as we'll see. And then that's stage three. Stage four, he gets back into his Big Day Lavan one more time, and that's essentially just to go into the Kaddish Kadashim to take out the incense fire penny burn in there, and then he'll come out and again get back into his big day Zahav to wrap up the day. And we'll see that in the Mishnahis ahead of us. But that's the structure. Now, as we said before, each time he switches clothing, he'll have to immerse in a mikvah. So there's five immersions um, in the day, um, starting with the the first of the fives actually before he switches. It's just to start his Zavoda. And that one we saw already, that was done based as he came out of his Lishka Spelhedron, like where he had slept that night, outside of the Azara. But the remaining four immersions between each of the switches will have to be done um, in the Azara, and that's based on a Pasuk, because the Pasuk says, this is a Vayikra Perik Tezayin Pasuk Chavdalid, so that's 1624. kadosh. He has to go to wash his body, meaning the, the mikvah, immersion, um, in a Makom Kadosh, a holy place, referring to the Azara, the temple courtyard, or the Mishkan's courtyard in the case of the Pasuk. So, <clears throat> That being the case, so he'll have to be in a different mikvah, one that's inside the Azara. And for that, we'll see now in the Mishnah again, he has to go to a place called the Beis HaParva, on which roof existed the only mikvah that was invested with the Kedusha of the Azara. So the Mishnah says, They now take him after he finished his first phase of activities in his big day Zahav. They take him to the Beis HaParva. So the Beis Parva, it was named as such, perhaps because it was named after one sheet is, that there was a certain Persian uh, like sorcerer who tried to sneak into the base of Mikdash, dug under the ground there to see what's going on, and that was the site of where it happened. Uva Kodesh Haisa, and the status of the Beis Parva is that it's considered to be in the Azar, invested with that Kedusha, that sanctity. Persu Sadin Shel Boots Beinol Am. They spread the, um, like a sheet, a linen sheet, to intercede between him and the people, 
so that people couldn't see him for some, you know, modicum of privacy. And then after he, then he would wash his hands. Kidesh he would wash his hands. And remember the hand washing, this is done from this, what's called the Kiton Shel Zahav, like a golden flagon, flask, um, which is filled with water that was taken from the Kior. And he'd wash his hands as I described before, his right hand being over his right foot, and then wash them both together, and then left hand over left foot, and washing those together. Um, and after that, Ufashat, he would take his clothing, his golden vestments, off. So according to Tanakama, the reason why he is, he is, uh, washing his hands is sort of in preparation for the removal of his clothing. Rabbi Meir Omer Pashat, Rabbi Meir says no. First he takes off his gold investments and then Kidesh Yad of and then he washes his hands. So according to Rabbi Meir, um, it's the, it's the, um, like the preparation of putting on the new clothing which requires the hand washing. So it's not, he doesn't wash his hands until after he takes off his clothing. Um, the Lach is going to be like the Tanakama, but be that as it may, Yarad, after that, he goes, Vitavel Allah, he, sorry, I read that badly. Yarad, Vitavel Allah, Vinistapeg. He goes into the mikvah, um, does his ritual immersion, then he comes out and dries himself off. Heviulo Bigde Lavan. Now they bring him his, quote unquote, his white garments, as I described before. Lavash, he puts those on, and then Vikidesh Yadavaraglav, again, he washes his hands after putting them on. As we said before, that's another one of the total of 10 hand washings done all in the same way from the golden flask, hand over foot on each side.